My name is Ted Leach, and today I'm sharing with you my understanding of prayer and my experience with prayer. I believe prayer is our connecting link with God. It's a two-way conversation between God and us. I believe God has already taken the initiative to start this conversation with humanity and with each of us. So our first task in prayer is to listen. Prayer helps us discover ourselves, God, and how we can be useful on planet Earth. When I was a child, I thought prayer meant we talk and God listens. At the Sunday evening church service, the pastor would call on someone to pray, and that person would stand up and start talking to God. I don't remember anyone ever saying, let's begin with a few minutes of listening to God before I speak. Silent listening happens in monasteries. Silent listening happens in Quaker meetings. Silent listening is a good place to begin our prayer. Benedict of Nursia lived about five centuries after Jesus. He died in the year 547. Benedict understood that in prayer, the first order of business is listening. He formulated what became known as the threefold Benedictine rhythm of prayer. First, listening, which can be reading scripture or faith material or silence. Then second, meditating on or processing what we've heard. Then third, speaking to God or responding to God with our heart's desire. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul challenged us to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. My late friend John Rutland took seriously Paul's invitation to pray without ceasing. John used to say that he prays everywhere, sitting or walking, when he shaves or when he drives a car. At that point, John's wife Mary interrupted him and said, Honey, when you drive, everyone prays. While we can pray anywhere and everywhere, it's helpful to find a special place to pray or several special places to pray and also a special time to pray. My special places are my desk, the kitchen table, a favorite chair, and the porch swing that my great-grandfather built. Mark 135 offers Jesus as an example of both when and where to pray. Mark 135 says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. My best prayer time is early in the morning. From its earliest days, Christians have used short prayers as a way of staying focused on God. The most well-known short prayer, probably, is the ancient Jesus prayer. In its most basic form, the prayer is this, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Some early believers began to personalize this prayer in what came to be called a breath prayer. In 1981, I discovered the breath prayer to be a simple, practical way that has helped me more nearly pray without ceasing and has given me a prayer focus for my early morning quiet time. An Episcopal priest named Ron Delbain moved to our community, and I learned that he had experience as a spiritual director. 
which was something I had been seeking. I asked Ron to be my spiritual director, and in our first session, he introduced me to the breath prayer as a simple way to pray. Ron said, how would you respond if Jesus walked into the room and said, Ted, what do you want? I immediately said, joy. Then Ron asked, how do you usually address God? I thought for a minute and said, when I'm hurried, I pray, Lord. But when I'm rested, I pray, Father. Then Ron asked, how would you ask the Father for joy in four to seven syllables, such as, Father, give me joy, or Father, let me know your joy? I said, I'm long on knowing and short on feeling. So I would say, Father, let me feel your joy. Ten years later, I shared my experience with the breath prayer in a church newsletter. Ron saw the article in the newsletter and included it in a later edition of his first book, The Breath of Life, in which he calls me Alex. Here's a paragraph from page 103 of The Breath of Life, A Simple Way to Pray. I taped my new breath prayer, Father, Let Me Feel Your Joy, inside my desk drawer. I wrote it in my calendar. I found ways to remind myself to pray this prayer many times each day. It became a breath prayer that I prayed for eight months. Over time, the prayer was answered. It was time for a new prayer focus. While showering one morning at a weekend retreat, I prayed, Father, radiate your love through me. The new prayer had a dual focus, to receive God's love through and through, and to be a vessel for radiating God's love outwardly. I prayed this prayer from October 1981 until May 1991. I was at a camp for a five-day session on spiritual formation. After a lecture, we were asked to spend an hour reflecting on John 15. I sat in the chapel looking at a picture of Jesus. The word abide from John 15 converged with the large inviting hand of Jesus in the picture to prompt another prayer, Jesus abide in me. For five months, this was my prayer. A breath prayer often leads to other prayer concerns. A breath prayer can also lead to another breath prayer. So after five months, I began to note a shift in the prayer. Now I pray, Jesus, keep me simple. That was almost 30 years ago when I wrote those words. And Jesus, keep me simple is still my prayer. Sometimes a situation may prompt one of the earlier prayers. A few weeks ago, I was helping a relative through a difficult time, and I found myself silently praying, Father, radiate your love through me. I'll conclude with a story that happened not long after Ron Delbane introduced me to the breath prayer. I was a campus minister. A student came by the Wesley Center to talk. At the end of the session, I told her about the breath prayer tradition that I had just learned, and she said she'd like to try it. I said, what name for God is most comfortable for you? 
She immediately said, definitely not father. I said, okay, what works for you? She thought for a moment and said, coach. I tried not to look surprised and said, okay. Then she identified peace as her deepest need. And her prayer was, coach, give me peace. I suggested some simple things she could do to remind herself to pray it. And I said, pray it as often as you can this week, and I'll pray it with you. Come back in a week, and we'll talk. A week later, she returned, and I said, how did it go with the prayer? She said, well, after the first day, I realized how silly it was to call God coach. Then she told me that her dad had been killed in an industrial accident when she was eight years old. She had been angry at God and at him ever since. The prayer helped her identify the hurt that prevented her from experiencing peace. And then she talked about how she had found peace by letting go of the anger and praying to God as Father. For me, the breath prayer is a way to pay attention to what God is doing in the world, what God is doing in our lives, to get on God's wavelength and to tune our hearts to sing God's praise. The breath prayer for me is a way to pray without ceasing. I invite you to try it. Identify your greatest need. Use the name for God that works best for you. Put it into a short prayer of maybe four to seven syllables. Pray it as often as you can. A breath prayer can help you be attentive and listen to God. So, let's pray. Father, let us feel your joy. Radiate your love through us. Jesus, Abide in us and keep us simple. Amen.